This is your coffee break. Hey friends, I am back again this week, and I have with me author Sam Bush. Uh, He is a novelist and an award-winning journalist who has worked as a wildland firefighter, journalist, and the owner of a mid-sized marketing agency. He's lived in a lot of different places, including France and Spain, though I believe currently you're located in Portland, Oregon. I sure am. (laughs) Good. Um, You're also, and this is interesting to me, uh, you're also a member of the Center for Internet Security, the International Information System Security Certification Consortium and Cloud Security Alliance. That's right. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show, Sam. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, One thing that was not noted in your bio is that you have a brand new book that's coming out. That's true. Oh, wait, or it came uh, out. It's not just coming out. It came out uh, almost two weeks ago. I want to hear all the things about this. But first and foremost, I want to hear a little bit about your background as a writer in your own words. Okay. Um, background as a writer, I, uh, I've wanted to be a writer since I was a little kid. I, when I was uh, just out of college, I finished, uh, finished a novel that will never see the light of day. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, worked, I worked at uh, a couple um, publishing companies uh, you know, because of my love of writing, really. And uh, that was great because it opened my eyes to the world of publishing. Uh, which is, you know, a very interesting industry, also kind of a hard industry. Um, back then, that was ooh, 15 years ago. Um, it was undergoing a lot of change, and uh, and I ended up, you know, getting out of that, having a, a whole career, and then uh, writing my first published book, which is uh, All Systems Down, uh, which which is published by Lakewater Press, which is a boutique publishing company in Australia. And, you know, here I am uh, kind of in some ways living the dream uh, and really enjoying um, working on the second novel now uh, in that series. That is awesome. How long do you plan the series to be? Um, Probably three books. I have a two book contract and and I'll probably make it a trilogy. But, you know, who knows? I I haven't uh, haven't plotted out the third book, so I don't really know. That is awesome. To that point, are you a plotter or a pantser? I am a plotter um, for the most part. I, uh, I've, I've done you know a fair bit of just kind of farming around and uh, and and writing it that way, and uh, and it doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, what made you switch? Because it, it sounds like you initially started out as sort of the the pantser. What made you switch? How did you know it wasn't working for you? Um, probably just the amount of time. Uh, hmm. Well, actually, I would say the first book that I wrote had a really horrible act three. Uh, and I had a lot of agents look at it, uh, and really disappointed them I think, with, uh, with the, you know, going great through the first act, second act kind of getting a little bit, uh, you know, wishy-washy and the third act just falling down. And I, and I realized, you know, after writing that book that I needed to do a better job plotting, um, and uh, and so for all systems down, the the book is is very tightly plotted. It's not a book that just kind of goes on in different tangents. Thank you for sharing your story. I know that that will resonate with a lot of our listeners today. I, I appreciate that so much. So many of them um, have dreamed about being a writer since they were a little kid as well. So you worked for a publishing company early on in your career, um, and and then you sort of left. What what sort of lessons did you end up leaving with? 
Well, so I actually worked for two publishing companies uh, over over four years, and uh, I, I learned a lot, I guess. Um, the first one went bankrupt, which is a great lesson. Uh, and actually, the second one went bankrupt, too, but that was after I left. Uh, they were not small publishing companies. In fact, the, the second one was um, had an, owned a number of, uh, of presses and did distribution for – it was the biggest, I think, press in the Northwest – and uh, what did I learn? I learned uh, a lot about the industry. I learned a little bit about marketing uh, since I was in marketing <laughs> for those, yeah. those publishing companies. And uh, I mean, I guess it's 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 almost like it could be its own podcast for for, <laughs> for what I learned about about publishing. Um, I learned that distribution is really important. I learned that really good books don't get read, mm. and really bad books sometimes become bestsellers. And we had some of those, not to name names, but um, so sometimes, so I would say that for all, you know, listeners, uh, not to be disheartened by the publishing experience, um, because it's kind of a a funny game. I learned that uh, media is consumed in a lot of different ways, and that Mm -hmm. publishing is competing against, um, against more than other books, and that we authors should really be in it together, in a sense, because what we're I think trying to do is also get more people to read generally. And when someone likes someone else's book, then it can help you for your sales because it's better to get somebody reading a book than it is to have them, you know, maybe watching a movie or playing a video game or all the other kinds of surfing the internet, all the other kinds of um, media that consume people's time and really are um, other uh, competitors for books. This is one of the things that frustrates me so much is that so many authors, there's this unspoken or maybe sometimes spoken competition that, oh, I'm loyal to this author and I can't read anyone else. Like, that's just absolutely not true. I go through 52 books every year and it's from a wide variety of authors and a wide variety of genres. I love, I love your point that we authors are in it together. We are here to support each other and we're here to sort of band together against other types of media um yeah. for for that that share of your the your free time in the day you said you learned the importance of distribution a lot of writers and aspiring writers who listen to this show might not be familiar uh, with what that is or what the importance of distribution is can you tell us a little bit about that sure well first i have to note that um so this when i was working in publishing it was between the years of 2004 and 2008 and um a lot has changed Uh, Amazon, Amazon was not the player in distribution that it was. It wasn't the player in anything that it is now. Um, but, um, I I don't think the history lesson will be very helpful. So I'll just go (laughs) with current, I'll just go with current distribution. Um, there are two big distributors and then there are many others, but I'll just talk about a couple of the, the two big ones. One is Ingram, um, and one is Amazon. So uh, Ingram is a distributor that uh, allows you to do print on demand, but it also has uh, more traditional uh, publishing. If a publisher, choo- or sorry, if a well, a publisher or an author chooses Ingram or Ingram Spark, then they have the opportunity to have books placed, uh, for example, in my local Powell's. So I live mm. in Portland. Powell's is the largest independent bookstore. If you want a book. Uh, placed in Powell's, maybe Ingram is the way to go. Uh, you know, Barnes and Noble, my local, my very local neighborhood bookstore, which is Wallace Books, 
will order from Ingram. They won't order from Amazon. There's a big fight going on because Amazon uh, is also a distributor, and it's by far the best distributor if you want to have your book in Amazon. Um, That's not to say that Amazon won't use Ingram distributed titles. Um, my, my title all systems down is, is Ingram. Um, that was the publisher's choice and I think it was a good choice. But what that means is that a lot of Amazon opportunities are limited. Um, there's, you know, you can't use the, it's called BXGY, which means buy X, get Y on Amazon. So Mm -hmm. for example, if you wanted to, to have your title placed next to another title in the sponsored area, that's something that's open to Amazon publishers. Um, a lot of the sponsorship, maybe all the sponsorship for Amazon on their website for books is limited to Amazon publishers. Mm. Also, if you want to have uh, do a Goodreads giveaway, Goodreads is owned by Amazon. If you wanted to uh, to have you know 100 eBooks or Kindle books sent in your in your giveaway, you can you can use that. If you're um, distributed by Amazon, you cannot. If it's Ingram, for example, oh my gosh. this is uh, you just opened up a world that I knew a little bit about distribution. I had no idea it was so I don't want to say like political, but maybe it is a little political. This is fascinating. So basically, distribution is a way to get your books in front of people en masse. It's, it's a way to get your books into the stores, which I feel like a lot of indie authors right. maybe don't know a whole lot about. So thank you for sharing that uh, sort of rundown with us. That's super valuable. Yeah, you're welcome. It's it's kind of a, a splinter skill that's not really related to my writing, except that it's helpful, I guess, um, you know, now. So you started your own marketing firm. I did. So you did that after you left publishing? Is that is that true? That's right. I actually I, I went uh, I left publishing. I got uh, an MBA for anybody out there thinking about getting an MBA. I think I got a good MBA. I went to the University of Oregon, a, you know, a highly fairly highly uh, touted class, Oregon, uh, the University of Oregon is a good school. Still, you know, an MBA is is not right for everyone. It worked mm-hmm. out really well for me. I had a job during the, you know, 2010, during the recession, I had a dro- job lined up, but uh, but a lot of people didn't. I went into, uh, into software marketing, very different from publishing, probably people's eyes are glazing over. <laughs> so I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make it quick. I started, I, I left uh, software, uh, for, after a little while, uh, started a marketing agency, grew it to about 18 people, uh, sold it, worked for the acquiring company for two years. And now, um, I'm writing full time. And this is something I know a lot of people will want to know when they hear you say that, that you're writing full time. How did you make that jump? Um, well, it, you know, a lot of conversations with my wife, uh, <laughs> and uh, and taking uh, additional responsibilities with uh, with my kids, and you know, there's obviously a huge financial part of it, but really, it's just uh, you know, it, it's been a, a long dream since before the days that I worked in publishing, and uh, and I'm I'm finally making it happen, and I guess I'm I'm really excited about it. Gosh, I'm excited for you too. This is <laughs> what a what a cool thing. What a very very cool thing. Gosh, would you have a piece of advice for people who are maybe looking to do the same thing, like a baby step where they can begin? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that full-time writing is is uh, is not something that that mostly people could do financially. I would say the best thing would probably be if you wanted to do that is to to be successful in you know in other areas of your of your life. 
uh, and then expect to, you know, to maintain those skill sets of writing over, over the years. But I, I think that a lot of people can have very happy, I could have a very happy life writing on the side. You know, the, the expectations that, that I think we all want to maybe someday be, be writers with uh, an income that can support us just through writing, you know, that doesn't happen for very many people. Um, that, that's not where I am either. You know, just keeping those expectations in line. And, and I think we all, your listeners and, and me and, and the writers that I know, we do it because we like it. And if we didn't like it, we should just stop. Yes, because it is such hard work. Yeah, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like raising another kid. It is. I, and I, I love your use of the word expectations. I feel like that's something that's set incorrectly. And, and I'm not blaming anyone. But I also, in April of 2017, left my full-time job to write full-time. And it was like a rug was pulled out from under me to use a cliche. It was it was not what I expected at all, because, you know, you spend your day surfing through Instagram and you see all these beautiful pictures of, oh, a writer, uh, their laptop and a cup of coffee and a notebook. And you're (laughs) like, oh, my gosh, I want to live that life. And you don't realize it's hard work. It's frustrating work. It makes you upset. It's it's demanding. And it's um, there's just a lot going on there. And I don't know if you're. if your experience is 100% the same as that, but I do appreciate you talking about expectations. Uh, yeah, it's, that's pretty much my ex- experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, writing is frustrating, too. We, we love it and we hate it, and I don't use Instagram much, but I my impression of a lot of the social media that I do use is that, um, you know, people love to show life as it isn't, mm. and, you know, I think that we all need people to talk real to us about what being a writer is. And I think being a writer is, is work. And it's, if you want to have something that pays off at the level of fame, then almost anything would be easier. You could you'd like choose any other skill you have. It could be gardening. It could be, you know, driving cars, anything. You probably can become famous faster than you could be as a writer, but that's okay because, you know, we like writing and, and, we tell ourselves not to get our hopes up uh, for that reason. I appreciate you saying that so much. And, and something you said earlier sort of resonates with me there, too. You talked about the frustration of um, good books not selling and bad books selling really well. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, uh, the tension there? Oh, uh, well, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, my days back in, in publishing and um, and how we had, you know, I got I got free copies of all our books. Um that I wanted. And I, I filled my bookshelves at, at times with those and, and really liked some of the books. And of course, you know, since I was in marketing, people wanted me to have books also. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I'd read as many as I could. And I just remember, uh, one New York times bestseller that we had was so bad. Uh, and it wasn't fiction. It was, uh, it was, uh, oh man, I, I'm going to get close to talking about it without <laughs> talking about it exactly. Cause okay. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it was a book about, a prominent political figure who had come onto the national stage very abruptly. And this was the only book about this political person available. And so it became a a bestseller, even though it was almost unreadable. Um, And this was back when Oprah was on TV and, you know, I was sending copies to her and it was just, it was crazy what kind of attention it got until a better book on the same subject came along. I think the Washington Post put cobbled together something really fast and got it out, you know, three weeks later, uh, which 
uh, right now would be fast, but back then was, you know, lightning speed. And, and so then, you know, our book fell off, which was fine with me. Uh, but yeah, I just think about, about things like that. And there's, there's a lot of, you know, good fortune in, in publishing. And this is a piece of advice, I guess, also for, for listeners is never query a, an agent or a publisher saying, Hey, why won't you publish my book? I have, you know, I've seen some of the crap. You pu- Sorry, I probably shouldn't say that on your, <laughs> I've seen some of the stuff that you, that you publish. And, uh, you know, there's, there's this book, for example, and, and my book is clearly better than that. Like, no, I think pointing to the, the, the low watermark of, of a publisher or an agent's uh, portfolio is probably a really bad idea. I think that is excellent advice. So those of you listening, please do, please do heed that advice. <laughs> as tempting as it may be, I have a lot of writers who come to me saying that. They're like, oh my gosh, this book got published and mine is not, and I'm so angry and frustrated. Do you have any advice for people who are thinking about maybe just giving up because they're so frustrated by that? Well, I mean, I guess this is probably not the advice you want to hear, but if if you want to give up, I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, writing is something that you should do because you you love it. And um, and I gave up writing for quite a while and and went on with my life. And and now I've come back to it, you know, really successfully. I would say. So I think there's nothing wrong with if you're frustrated, <laughs> you know, giving up for a little while. That's probably not the advice you expected at all. It's not, but it also I think is really valuable. I run a group for writers, and this is something I hear all the time. They're like, I feel like I'm not allowed to take a break, or I won't be a legitimate writer anymore, or I feel like if I stop now, I'll be like giving up forever. And it's it's okay to take a break sometimes and maybe figure some things out about what you really want out of your writing. So I appreciate your honest answer. That's That's really, really refreshing. Great. Yeah. Gosh. I'll double down on it and say, I don't think there's anything anything wrong with taking a break. And I don't know, um, maybe you'll have, uh, you've had or you will have uh, some other agents or, or publishers on who will say something else. But uh, m- my experience is, is not that. Yeah, I took a break myself. And when I came back, I was I was refreshed and really had taken the time to think about like, why do I want to write? What do I want out of this? Is it fame? Is it fortune? Because you're not going to get that. Um, you just have to write because of the love of it. I want to ask you about um, All Systems Down. Can you tell us a little bit about this book that you have very recently published? Yeah. Um, well, uh, All Systems Down is a is a thriller. It kind of fits uh, a little bit in the sci-fi genre. A lot of people are calling it a techno-thriller. Uh, it's about uh, cyber war taking down the... coming Cyber war coming from, from North Korea, among others, uh, taking down uh, American infrastructure... The banks close, the electricity shuts off, uh, satellites fall from the sky. Um, but it's really about a handful of, of people coming together across the country and, and meeting up in Portland for, you know, for various uh, reasons and, and their struggles to stay alive in mm-hmm. the first little bit of this, uh, of this disaster um, and, and keep their, their loved ones safe also. And I have to ask, so you're a member of the Center for Internet Security and all of these other tech things. This book is it entertainment or is it predictive? Uh, oh, it's it's well, gosh, it's <laughs> entertainment. But um, but the reason I, I joined those groups and, and did a lot of research really is because this is something that could happen. Not something that really that, that could happen. I would say almost that something that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that most people don't realize that 
that Russia shut down um, the the country of Georgia's banking system, both domestically and internationally, in their war with Georgia uh, in around 2008. They don't realize that there's Iranian code that's been found in in America's dams that um, could destabilize it. They don't realize that hackers have infiltrated the U.S. electric grid in a way that, if it hadn't been uh, found and stopped, could have shut down our our entire electric grid, which is really a relic of the of the 1950s. Gosh, yeah. um, these systems that that we're using were built for communication and disbursement of information. They were not built for security, and there's uh, an entire uh, info security industry dedicated to trying to protect this extremely vulnerable set of systems, um, systems that extend to our GPS that could shut down airplanes and and some cars and transportation that could could shut down a lot of our uh, of our systems. So it's you know it's not meant to be predictive, but I think everything I put into that book is intended to be accurate. There's nothing in there that uh, that is that is made up. Okay, I'm a huge nerd. I've been in uh, digital marketing for ten years, and I build websites. And so, like for me, this is this is riveting. Um, if people want to pick up a copy of your book, what do they do? Where do they go? Um, well, my book is available on uh, Amazon. It's available on Barnes and Noble. Um, I love Powell's. Um, I think it's slightly more expensive at Powell's, but uh, if you're supporting, but online yeah. is probably the best best place. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, all systems down. And you can also read the first chapter for free uh, at my website, which is cyberwarbooks.com. Yeah, so that's, uh, I would love it if if people would would pick up a copy or at least read the first chapter to see if it's a good fit for them. Wonderful. I'll make sure to uh, link to not only your website, but make sure people are directed to that first copy of your book in the show notes for today's episode. I think I'd like my final question to you to be, what is your absolute favorite thing about writing? Oh, I think that's the hardest question you've asked me. <laughs> um, I like when that final revision is done and you go from, and you don't know that it's done, mm. but then you read that book that has been torturing you and, and, and been amazing and fun. Um, but you, you go through it and you're like, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I like, uh, I like the finished product product. That's awesome. Sam Bush, thank you so much for coming on our show today to talk about writing and publishing and distribution and all of these other just very interesting and wonderful things. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you today. You too, Sarah. Thanks so much. <laughs> 